0: After the timeout, Holden will now try again. A 42-yard field goal out of
1: the hold of Austin Fisher. There's the snap and hold. Kicked on the way by Fettin. End over end. And it is good! This is Mark In motion. He's got the football now. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Iowa State! This is Down the Pipe in This is Down the Pipe and Natty Light.
2: Welcome, Cyclone fans, to another episode of Down the Pipe and Natty Light. As always, I'm your host, Levi Stevenson, joined for the second week in a row by the full crew, Archie Murdoch and Cole Metton. How's it going, guys? Man, I'm
1: still off the Fiesta Bowl high, I guess.
2: (laughs) Well, hopefully that pushes us till next September, because basketball ain't going to get us there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: True. Maybe maybe track will across country.
2: Cross country is really good, go. but the cross country season's in the fall, isn't it? I'd love to have baseball because I'm pretty sure they won the Big Twelve title again. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So what we're gonna do? Talk about this week um, since the roster is a little bit more finalized for the fall. We know a little bit more about who's coming back and who's leaving. Um, we're gonna dive into that a little bit and kind of give our thoughts on that, and we'll talk a little bit about basketball. Really want to, but we're gonna, because that's what we gotta do. But we could also talk about the women who are just lighting it up. They uh they continued to get really to be really, really, really good. After setting a team record, uh making 19 three-pointers a couple games ago, then they won. Uh then uh Ashley Jones had another 30 and 15 game uh last night against show against Oklahoma State. Uh, one in, in, a, in a 90 to 80 win. So, but before we do all of that, we should say thank you to our sponsors over at Estos bar and grill Names. Ames uh, been with us for a very long time and, and love to keep working with them. Um, you can still order uh, through the toasted app um, or through uh, you, or you can call them, you can order online through Eat Street, all that. They will deliver in town to, to Ames, Story City, I, um, or Gilbert, and I know they'll go to, and I believe Boone, they'll also go to. They have their full menu available. Um, you can still get all their specials, their Taco Tuesday, uh, all their drink specials, things like that. And they still do have the unlimited, the bottomless taco buffet from 11 to 2 every day. Mm. God, we We really do need to get up there for that at some point in time. Dude, Yikes. down the pipe and natty light live from, Stas.
1: from the bottomless Is that taco three world.
0: hours of just eating tacos as much as you want <laughs> basically oh buddy
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i really shout out to Astas, man i really miss it down here you tell. yeah maybe we should talk uh you know franchising down here man but i'd go in on a, i'd go in on the sauce franchise
2: <laughs> i'd totally do that I mean, though I feel like the people down in Texas would be a little bit harsher critics of the tacos, but man, I, the tacos are just good, period. Like I don't totally, I don't know. I think, I think I, I bet a Stas tacos would hold up down in Texas. I bet they would.
1: Yeah. I, I think it would too.
2: But I just can't uh, say they were from Iowa.
1: More, it's more American flavored. So it would probably there, there, the people that would go would probably be obviously more not, more of the Hispanic race, but <laughs> yeah, you know, those tacos are fire.
2: Bro. Yeah, they are really good, man. They're,
1: they're super. They're so good. You know, some <laughs> people, some people get a cold beer. A person like me, maybe get a shot of tequila. So, <laughs> Perfect, man,
2: getting crazy. Or, no, sorry, it's eleven to three. It is four hours of tacos every day. Let's go. It's it eleven to three. Bottomless tacos for eight dollars
1: for four hours. <laughs> It's just so tempting. You pay eight bucks for four hours.
2: Eight bucks for four hours of tacos. Mm,
1: mm, mm. That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
1: I'd be there every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broke college student like me, or <laughs> used to be.
0: If I was yeah, there. that'd be my one meal for the day. Yeah, fat.
1: Dude. Just show up after. Could you imagine after a practice? <laughs> oh,
0: oh, after oh, a dude. long
1: day going to a stas?
0: after running stadium stairs.
1: When oh, they're going to start working out again. I hope they started now.
2: I wouldn't. I would assume they probably are. I don't know. It's the problem is we don't know what the schedule looks like.
1: Campbell. like. Campbell's known for giving guys at least a week once they come back. I don't, I'm sure. I, don't yeah. know if they I would, God, bet Dude, he's,
0: I, saw, I saw Joel landing at Chipotle the other day. They got three weeks. They got three weeks off.
2: I was, I'd, I'd be willing to bet Matt Campbell's still on a beach someplace. Mm
1: hmm. Shit, he's getting interviewed for every NFL.
2: Ah, oh, contrary, he's actually not interviewing for shit. People are calling him, but he ain't interviewing for anything.
1: True. Oh, yeah.
2: He's been he's been stiff arming everybody. That's dope. Yeah. So gives he obviously there was the thing with the Jets there for a little bit and then he was then a guy like someone reported it and then we found out later it's like, no, that's not that's not a thing. He's not he's not interviewing the Jets, he's not even looking at him. And the and the Lions didn't even call him. There was a, there was a confusion there for a little while because it was Dan Campbell that they that they interviewed, Dan Campbell, oh. The, oh. The, the assistant for the Saints. So that we all like, oh my god, Matt Campbell. Yeah. Then then uh, we found out that it was, it was Dan Campbell and not Matt Campbell. Even though I believe it was um it was one of the morning talk shows either on ESPN or Fox that they reported it as they talked to Matt Campbell. Hmm. That was a that was a that was Weird, a, man.
0: how you Dude, get
2: that messed
0: up. NFL's a tricky place, man.
2: Yeah. You could have success there or you could just die. It's what yeah, that's one of the things and that you don't you don't get a second shot at it usually. No Campbell's,
1: coach Campbell's not going to the NFL unless it's like the Kansas City Chiefs. Like
2: like we were talking about this a little bit in um in the in the wide right slack. It's like He's not just going to go there for just to get to the NFL. He's not going to do like Matt Rule where he's just trying to get to the NFL however right. he can. Yeah. Like it's got like the team is like like if Andy Reid retires and they're looking for a coach sure. You don't yeah. you don't turn down you don't turn down, you know, having having that offense. You don't turn that down. But he's well, actually a, he's
0: such a builder though too. Like He has and that's part of it really is they
2: build teams in NFL Right is you know, you can't you don't build teams you don't get to make you don't get to have a relationship with guys you know very or at least very right. few players you get to have a relationship with, um, right. whereas most of them are in and out the door in a year or two, you know it's mm-hmm. it, it to me it always felt like that would like the NFL would be a really weird fit yeah because you, don't, you know, I like agree. he does he doesn't get to do any of the coaching stuff that he apparently loves to do like none of that is part of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you are truly just like managing coordinators. It's like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's kind of a weird deal. I mean, you know, you know, you're not going to say no. Cause it is the, it is the sports highest level. So, you know, it makes sense to kind of that. Maybe you try to go there at some point, but man, it really just does not fit him at all. Mm. It doesn't. I mean, it only like, at least they're still in college, but like, even like a job, like, like a Michigan I still really don't think it fits him that well either I mean you still get to do some yeah. program building but like the the pressure from like the outside pressure from donors and stuff like that and totally it, and it's under a bigger microscope you know it's it's a totally different ball game than coaching at Iowa State where you can he can kind of do what he wants you know if I was say we're to go seven and five next year yeah we'd all be disappointed but would be would we be calling for his head no
0: mm-hmm.
2: like and that's and that's the thing is that and he's already proven that you can make Iowa State a winner. You know, yeah. Are you going to be for compete for a national championship? It's probably a long shot, but worth worth saying though that Iowa State is currently the fifth has the currently the fifth best odds to win the twenty twenty one national title. So that's something. That
0: is something. That is something. Th- I bet we'll be preseason top ten. Oh, I get, I would be
2: willing to bet we are. I hope not. Yeah.
1: I don't, you?
0: know. <laughs> I, I don't like. I don't like that. I, uh, I mean, I like it and I don't like it at the same time.
1: Explain. To be preseason top ten, if we take care of business in the first two games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't want to be preseason top ten. <laughs> I just have a funny feeling
2: that something bad's going to go wrong. Yeah.
1: And I, I I looked at the schedule. I don't know, about, but the first two games are not. I mean, obviously we know about the no. big one, but the first game isn't.
2: Because <laughs> they put you and I at first, no, correct? Right.
1: Yeah. You don't and mess around with you and
2: I, I don't care who you are. Look, you do not mess around with you and I.
1: I'm pretty sure no. they have the same quarterback and he was a freshman. Well, McElveen. We
2: yep. Him. Yep. He gave us. He fits. was, he,
1: he, was he was actually, really,
2: he was, he, he was a problem.
0: Was that the game we won by like one point?
2: Yeah, we won it in overtime when because Brock Good Purdy because Brock it? Purdy had jumped on a fumble. Oh
0: yes! Oh yeah! Oh. I forgot oh, about that. Bro. Yeah, I mean,
2: yikes! You, as, as we're all well aware, you do not you don't mess around with you and I. You you don't no not even you 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 probably mess around with you and I less than you would mess mess around with Kansas. Like, yep. mm-hmm. Genuinely speaking, you and I is regularly a better team than Kansas. You don't, <laughs> you don't mess around with you and I. And uh, so then after that, obviously you got Iowa, which that there's a, Iowa won't be in the top 10, but <clears throat> that could definitely, now if I would say it loses you and I, this is a different, different conversation. But, you know, if, you know, assuming we're one and O going into that game, we'll still be in the top 10. You and I, or Iowa will probably be a top 15 team. That's a, I very, that'd be a top 15 Cyhawk game.
0: Mm-hmm. That'd Which be dope. something.
2: So you win that, and you see what else happens. But win that, and you're 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 knocking on the door of the top four. And then we go to we go to Las Vegas. We go to play in the oh, Raider yeah, Stadium, buddy. yeah, buddy. Against sure. UNLV. Yeah. Oh. UNLV is probably the worst team on the schedule. UNI is probably a better team than UNLV.
1: They're not very good.
2: No, you. UN... No, Kansas is better than UNLV. UNLV is really bad. Oh, that's good. Yo, man,
1: and Kansas lost <laughs> to like Kansas. is Bad man. Kansas, Kansas is
2: bad. They, that young quarterback though, the Jalen Daniels kid, he seems like he's got something. He's not, like he's gonna. Yeah, I think team. he's. I think he's gonna be good. But yeah, but the
1: team. Is yeah, not I'm good. pretty sure. But the team.
2: Okay. Aside from Kansas, UNLV is probably the worst team on the schedule.
0: <laughs>
2: but anyways, so that's
0: good, that's good to know.
2: <clears throat> obviously we don't want to get too far into it. You know, this early, there's a lot of things that can happen before then, but part of the reason that we have every, every reason to be excited, part of the reason that Iowa state will be probably a top 10 team. I would guess they'll, pro- if I had to guess, I would guess they'll probably going to come. They're probably going to come in at maybe six or seven in the preseason. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll come seven? in at six or seven. I bet they will be nine. I don't think they'll be that low because right now Cincinnati's ranked above them, and Cincinnati won't come in that won't come in at number eight. And, True. And Texas A&M that's will, at twelve. Texas that's A&M. Texas number. A&M's going to drop. Um, Cincinnati's going to drop. There'll be a few that drop down that will move Iowa State up. But what we did find out is that there are some pretty significant people coming back for twenty twenty one. And by yeah, that, buddy. by that we mean damn near all of them. Um, the one that we we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, the main one that we thought would come back or might come back that did not come back was uh, Kanani Wangu, but mm-hmm. it kind of makes it kind of makes sense though because he's not getting younger and his 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 greatest attribute is his speed. So I mean, if you if you can have a chance and you can run before some, you know get in front of some NFL Scouts and you know post up a something in the four threes or something like that and give yourself a shot. i would I would guess Canada totally runs. you think Canadian runs no. in the four threes?
1: yeah, it's all about yeah. a start
2: sure. and I think and then you know he'll get some coaching and stuff like that between now and then
1: yeah,
2: which I don't, yeah, he's he, probably gonna
1: mainly focus on the start because after but, that I mean yeah, he's got the wheels
2: yeah
0: yeah but I think he was the fastest he was the fastest dude I knew. And I, think well, he, he I, think tra- I think he was a track. I think he was a track guy in high
2: school too, though. So I think I'm pretty sure he was a track guy in high school. So I'm sure he's probably got a head start on the on the start mm-hmm. over over some other people. But you know, he's got he's got he's got his speed that he needs to use while he can. So I don't. To me, to me, that makes sense for Kane to go. Um, <clears throat> the other ones that we know are are leaving. You know, grad either either graduating, going pro, or transferring. So Dylan Sayner, we know he announced right after the game,
1: uh, mm-hmm. which
2: uh, that's another one where he, you know he's. I, mean, I would assume he'll probably try to go to the NFL because he's he's got a, he's got a role. I mean, as a, a blocking tight end, as an H back or a fullback, mm-hmm. he can he can be a he can be a fullback. You know, be uh he's not as as let as athletic as like a Kyle Usechek, but he can be that kind of player. I think. Um, then Jaquan Bailey's going pro. Um, good for him. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think his stock's going to go up by coming back, so it makes sense. Um, and Iowa State's yep. got got a good bit of depth at the defensive end spot, um, so that's probably good. Lawrence White, Lawrence White, I was a little bit surprised. I thought he might come back. Now, granted, he's played a lot, a lot of football.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which he he played like three and a half seasons. Started, I should say, he started three and a half seasons. He's been playing a lot, yeah. a lot of football. Do you were you surprised that Lawrence White left?
1: Uh... I was really kind of 50-50, um, to be honest. I didn't I didn't know if he was gonna leave. I didn't know, but I also thought that he could, just because like I said, like you said with Jaquan, I think that Iowa State is starting to build some type of safety depth because, because they were playing the young guys and then yeah, you know, um Ashim. And then also obviously you're probably about to say his name next, so I won't say, but we all know the inevitable right. that's coming back as well. So I mean, it's kind of a good time to go. I mean, go while you're hot. Um Yeah. You know, I don't know if I don't yes. if you had to ask me, will he get drafted? I have no idea. See, that was the um, thing that
2: was odd to me is I didn't I didn't hear anything about him getting like as a draft pick type of thing. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. But, I think I think he could have benefited from another year. I think he was one of the guys who you think so, yeah. Think like, so. I what, think I think he maybe not significantly, but maybe up to stock just a little bit more.
2: Maybe. Um. And then Kane, obviously, we mentioned, and after six years in the Iowa State football program, Landon Acres is finally graduating. Um, All right. So congratulations to him for going out in about just about the best way you could, um, well, catch, catching your first career mm-hmm. touchdown pass in the last game of the season, then win the Fiesta Bowl in your last game. Can't blame him at all for going out on top. So congratulations to Nakers for all that. Um, and that's another one too. Iowa State's got plenty of plenty of depth at receiver. I don't think they're really. It's more. It's more just um, scheme based. Anyway, just as far as feeding the receivers, it's not. I don't think there's a lack of talent in that room. Right. So we do have we do have some transfers though. The controversial one here, I don't, I don't know about controversial, but the one that caught everybody off guard was Latrell Bankston, and mm-hmm. he has announced that he's going to Louisiana Lafayette. So mm-hmm. apparently he did the "if you can't beat him, join him" approach. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: he did, did KD yeah, to the and, and I'm
1: pretty sure he had a good he had a good game against them that first game. Yeah, he did. Like he, yeah, he had a really <clears throat> good game. So they probably saw him in the transfer portal and was like, might as well get him. Oh, I'm he sure. Well. Yeah, so,
2: you know, and that's one of those uh, things. That
1: was, yeah, I think we had talked about it before, but that was really surprising to me because he was like the defensive player of the week, the Texas game. And, um, yeah, and he was a, I just wasn't yeah. maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough, but I think um, I, I guess he had some issues with sharing playing time and um you know, hey, it's his it's his future. I, I don't. I mean, yeah. I can't really blame him. It but is what he it is. Most of the snaps. I mean, yeah. You know, but just it's just kind of confusing to me because at D tackle, I mean, you're what pushing three hundred pounds. It's kind of hard to play eighty some defensive plays. Yeah, I mean, like, he's gonna
2: get tired. Like he's just gonna. I totally. mean, you're
1: gonna get tired. Like I don't know how many plays he was getting, but I'm I'm guessing it was like maybe forty. 50, mm, 40's probably
2: high, I would say probably in the thirties, but still, I mean, 30 snaps okay. a game is not well, bad.
1: that. I mean, that's, that's pushing the low end. I mean, if it's 80 play defensive plays in a game, you're only playing 30. I, I I d- I'd have to look, I don't know. I don't know
2: what his well. snap, what his snap share was. But but. I,
1: I thought the way, I mean, especially later, late on in the year it looked like he was playing. Yeah, He's playing well, um, but mm-hmm. Something must have happened after that Texas game, but you know the and best it, of luck to him.
2: Yeah, best for sure. Best of luck to him. And you know, it's if he doesn't want to be here, if he doesn't feel, if he doesn't feel like this is a good fit for him, then you know you don't want to keep you. One, you don't want to keep him here because it's his, it's his future, it's his career. And two, if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be here, then you know we have to find the next guy up, and it just it is what it is. Right, Um Johnny Lang. I don't think it was a huge surprise. I think I don't I think I don't know if he has committed anywhere or not. I'll th- going to look that up
1: real quick. I don't think so.
2: But that was kind of another one. I think you can kind of see the writing on the wall a little bit cuz right. I mean he did he they, they moved him out to receiver this season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he, I mean he didn't
1: play as running back.
2: Yeah, yeah, he didn't play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just that that running back room's in some depth. Yeah.
2: I mean, you got Brees okay. is coming back. He's going to eat. Breeze is going to eat a ton of carries. You know, Jarrell is Jarell is coming on quickly enough that he's going to get. He's mm-hmm. going to take Kene's carries from that last season, right. and then you bring in a new guy, Dion Silas, which is essentially just a clone of Johnny Lang. He's you know he's like five six, but he's you know pretty quick in space. Exactly mm-hmm. the same player. <clears throat> and then I think, and then then actually, I would say he's currently in on a 2021 running back that is very good. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see kind of where that goes. That one didn't. I don't think that one caught anybody off guard. Um, Then we also got Arnold Azuna, which I'm not sure what the, I mean, maybe he was just, he. maybe he's just looking for starts, I guess, as opposed to playing time. Cause he was playing quite a bit.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't playing as much. Yeah. You know, he was kind of on the bottom on the top pole as far he was as kind that. of a
2: spell when if someone gets tired or gets hurt or something like right. that. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. it, when when Ashim got the target and he went in um, and Ashim's probably going to play every play. So he's going to be out there quite a bit.
2: And Ashim's going to so. Ashim, Ashim be pushing for probably defensive player of the year next year. Right. Um, Skylar Loving Black is another one. He was a tight end buried way deep on the depth chart Um and went and and. I think he, he announced before a couple of other guys. We already knew Chase Allen was coming back by the time we found out that Skylar Loving Black was transferring. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so we had Chase Allen that's coming back for sure. And then you have Easton Dean who they've been raving and ranting and raving about that kid and Sean mm-hmm. Hanneke, which has he had, he didn't play at all this year, but he sounds like he's been pretty good. They think he's gonna be really good too. So then you're the fourth tight end on a, in a scheme that uses two or three. So you know the the snaps are probably pretty limited, and I think he's a pretty good athlete that probably wants to just get some more playing time because the the tight ends are young. There's some new ones coming in. That that room is going to be full for quite a while. So mm-hmm. just another guy buried on the depth chart. The last transfer, uh, Josh Bailey. I was a little bit surprised at him because with he because he announced after Latrell. Which one thing we probably should say about Latrell. Horrible timing. All the guy had to do was wait like four days and he'd gotten a PS five.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Terrible planning. Seriously. Right.
2: All you like, even if you're not, even if you like, even if you like, know you're not going to play on Saturday, take the free plan ride down, down to Arizona, get the PS five, stand on the sideline, then transfer. Totally. Terrible planning. (laughs) Yeah, Horrible planning. Um, Maybe he's an Xbox guy. I
0: don't know. Man, he might be. (laughs) Sell it and buy the Xbox.
2: Yeah. That's really the solution here. Um, but anyway, so that, but Josh Bailey, cause we knew, you know, he, he announced he was transferring after, um, uh, after the trail now that he was transferring. So he mm-hmm. was in line to scoot into second to second on the death chart and take all the trails snaps. And he had been playing well, which means he probably would have earned those snaps. So there was, there was some, a, a significant boost in playing time headed his way.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, also with, um, maybe any coming back.
2: Well, any coming um, back be, was a big,
1: yeah, any coming back was huge. Um, but I think you know, since I mean, since Josh is you know, um, leaving and also Latrell, I think for Iowa State, I think they're probably gonna look, it just makes sense that they're gonna probably look for somebody in the transfer portal.
2: Potentially Um, now that Isaiah Lee is still there too. And he's played well when he, when he, when he's generally been pretty good. So they're, they're too deep, they're too deep at that spot, but behind them, behind those two is there's where the question shows up.
1: Right. Especially, you know, to just build some depth. Right. Um, Yep. But we're at least solid, I guess, for, you know, the starting uh, defensive tackles. Yeah. So that's a position I'm not worried about. I'm sure they're going to try to attack the Porter and find somebody.
2: Yeah, I would. I would assume they probably will as well. Um, probably, I guess, worth noting too is that we know that. I mean, Josh and his twin brother Jaquan were are, are like inseparable. I mean, they're really really tight. So Jaquan mm-hmm. announcing that he was leaving could maybe possibly have been some motivation there, knowing that his twin brother is not going to be there anymore.
1: Right,
2: could be that could be part of it. <clears throat> so, but let's get to who is coming back. So we already knew as of last week. We already knew Brock was coming back. We knew Sean Foster was coming back. We knew Chase Allen was coming back. We knew Mike Rose was coming back. And I think we knew that Connor Sally was coming back. Since then, Annie Wazirike has announced he's coming back. That's huge for that defensive line. Jake Hummel is coming back. Really good news for the linebacking group. And then the two, the two big ones, the two really, really big ones that are coming back. First being Greg Eisworth, big, in my big time attorney. I potentially mm-hmm. even more impactful than the other guy that we're going to mention in a second here, because Greg Eisworth impact isn't his his impact on that defense cannot be overstated. He is a calming presence back I there. Agree. He's the captain back there. I mean, he 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 kind of I don't know if I'd say he makes everything work so much as he he prevents it from not working.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe that's the best way to describe it. And when you're playing a bend-don't-break defense, making sure it doesn't not work is vital. Mm -hmm. And getting him back for another year, I think, is a really, really big, big, big big-time return for Iowa State. Yeah,
1: he could probably be the winningest player in Iowa State football history, either him or uh, him, maybe Chase or um, Charlie. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know as far as the numbers behind that, but I, I know they're got they've gotta be pretty close.
2: Yeah, they're this whole class is this 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 next year, um, especially the the guys that are coming back for a fifth playing season, Chase Allen, Jake Hummel, those kind of guys, they're gonna have a lot of wins under their belt. Mm-hmm. A lot of wins. <clears throat> um, uh, but you mentioned it too, that the biggest news of the whole weekend, it happened on Sunday through a single tweet that was one sentence long from Charlie Kohler in like the most Charlie Kohler fashion too. It wasn't a big graphic. wasn't a big announcement video or any of that. Just said, I'm coming back. So he says, I'm coming back to Iowa state for one more year. That was the whole tweet.
1: That was it. That's so Charlie. Like you know, if you know Charlie, totally. that's just what it. You know, he doesn't really feel like he's that big enough guy to where he know he has to make like a video or something, or, right? You know, get all the fans. Like you know, where did, what do you think I should do? You know, and, and like a mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. a teaser up into the announcement. It's just like at a random time too. It's it's like you know it could have he. The only thing that doesn't surpri- that probably surprised me was he didn't like tweet it at like three a.m. Like I mean, yeah, it I'm came coming it, back.
2: It came at nine thirty in the morning on a Sunday. Like this dude woke up, ate breakfast. He's like, screw it, I'm just gonna tweet it.
1: <laughs> they probably he, probably he probably talked about it with his fam and just was like, I'm just gonna tweet it out. And probably. Just, just woke up in the morning. Probably slept on it. it was like, I'm coming back.
2: And actually, Greg so, Eisberg didn't ha- didn't even tweet it. He Didn't have an announcement at all. I was the Cyclone football right. Twitter account just said. He's coming back.
1: Everyone's like, and "Oh my I'm, god." I'm thinking that was a good business decision too cuz it's it's a, it's a pretty decent, you know, tight end uh Yeah, this this is a tight class. end heavy
2: draft class too.
1: Um yeah. and coming yeah. back next year. He leaving, could be tight end 1 next year. I would assume he's a top 2 re- tight end.
2: Right now he's probably 3rd in this class, but coming back, I think he might be he might be tight end 1.
1: Yeah, he probably is tight end 1. So, it's a smart it's, it's a good it's, business it's decision. A risk. It's a risk, sure, but it's a, it's, I, I think sure. it's a smart business move. Yep. Um,
2: well, and the way so. Charlie plays too, he's not like, I don't think he's super susceptible. He's not, like he's not, he's not he's really not. in a high risk position necessarily. Right. I mean, sometimes you get people kind of diving at your legs and stuff like that as a Titan to take you down, but he's pretty good at being smart about all that. So yeah. um, it is a risk, but I think, I think like you said, I think it was a good business decision. And then, and then he gets to come back. And you know, potentially try to make a push for the college football playoff.
1: We pretty much have our whole defense back. (laughs) I mean, besides what Jaquan, Josh, and Latrell Bankston. I think that's our whole defense. Yeah, one starter.
2: One starter is not coming back on defense. Or sorry. Yeah, one starter is not coming back on defense. Two. Lawrence White is the other one. But Lawrence White. We have nine nine returning starters on defense. And uh, and to me,
1: if you want anybody to not return, I think the D tackle position kind of would be just because of the league that we're in more of a passing league. Um,
2: well, it's starting to change though, where a lot more teams are going balanced as far as from a play calling perspective, right. they're going yeah, balanced,
1: more balanced, but I think, you know, we're not in a league where um, kind of like the big 10 where it's just like ground and pound physical sure. more physical. Um, obviously they pass the ball more, but they're, you know, big 10 traditionally is more of a ground and pound.
2: Well, and they're more of a downhill running team. So like we're we're, like the big 12 teams, though, they'll run the ball almost as frequently, but they'll run it outside. They'll get it to them in different situations. Whereas, you know, the big 10 is going to be lining up in a some sort of single back under center or something like that. And then downhill run basically. Yeah. Though, I think, Josh Bailey transferring though does make d- defensive tackle. If, you, if there's a if there is a vulnerability on the team, it's that defensive tackle spot. Now just just because of the depth, right? The, the, the top and end that's talent good. that's there. any being there. I mean Annie's an he's an all defensive he's an all Big that's Twelve right. defensive player. But
1: and that's exactly why I think they'll into the transfer portal and probably get just get two a depth, guys, get a depth piece maybe three guys out of the portal and try and build some depth up.
2: There's a, there's a lot of guys in the transfer portal right
1: now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. a lot of guys, and it's a lot of athletic guys, maybe at the D tackle position that we've that we've had that we've kind of had, but we've not really had. Sure. At yeah. the same mm-hmm. time, um, so it'll be interesting to see what they what they do, but it's it it's great to know that we have most of our defense back, and offensively, you know. As far as the big name guys, we've got all of our big name guys back.
2: Cole, what do you think about C- Connor and Sally coming back?
0: Um, you know, if I was in his position and I wanted to play another year of football, kind of for fun, get a free year of school, I mean, why not? That's fair. Uh, I think I think I'll we'll have some competition. Possibly with a new kicker.
2: Well, there's two new kickers.
0: Um, so uh, yeah, two new kickers. So it may not even. I, I don't know. Um, I think at that point it's either, are you ready to go on with life, or do you just want to enjoy another year of football?
2: Kind of like you. Yeah. Because I'm assuming you like maybe you didn't look into it all. I'm assuming you like had, like you probably would have had an option to try to go to the NFL.
0: Yeah, I I was pretty ready to move on to the next. But yeah, you probably
2: you didn't look into it at all yeah. probably.
0: No. It wasn't I mean, it's it's a process too. Like it's not and and the thing is like who who knows? Like I think kickers are just it's it's weird rarely ever get drafted. It's something that you probably have to you just gotta bounce around to camps and stuff year after year, and just kind of wait for an open position. Um, and I, I don't know, just was not willing to put in the time for that, yeah. um, with no guarantee of anything. You know, it was just, I don't know.
2: Sure, and then you get there and you miss a kick, and all of a sudden you're getting crushed. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, I don't know.
0: It was different. I think it was different, but. Yeah. this is
2: what it is well and you know Connor so
0: I don't really know what his thought process is sure
2: yeah and I would I would assume that Connor's probably not going to be a pro kicker at any point in time but mm-hmm. he's certainly solid enough at the college level that right he might as well at least come back and compete
0: yeah totally
2: yeah and again, like you know it's it's not necessarily like a skill position where you're maybe risking coming back and blowing out a knee or causing long- term damage right. and you're Pro your, your right. injury risk coming back is pretty pretty minimal you might pull a muscle <laughs> or something, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Other than that, you <laughs> be pretty good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did bring up an injury still though. <laughs> <That's pretty fun>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyways, I mean, I, I, it's, it's really difficult to look at who's all coming back and not be extraordinarily excited going into
1: next yeah. season. You know, you know, it's interesting just, Looking ahead with all the guys coming back, it'll be really interesting to see, like, with you know, what they do with the transfer porno at the defensive tackle position. Um, obviously, there's certain positions that, um, I think really could help us in the long run if there is more depth. Um, like, where? Well, obviously, well, we we already said one defensive tackle, right? Um, I would love to see corner depth. I would uh, agree with that. I would love to see corner depth. Um, and to me, offensively, um, I think we have depth at O line. Yep, I think um, we're okay there. We have depth at running back. Uh, depth I, at I honestly think we have depth at QB. Yep, but I'm I'm nervous. Of, I the depth at receiver uh, is something that I'm really going to look at. And like I said before, it's not just because I'm a receiver, but, you know, our main guy is Xavier Hutchison. And then, you know, I guess you could say our second best receiver maybe is Tariq. But, you know, he didn't really do nothing this year, obviously. Or maybe Sean Shaw. Things like that could be Sean Shaw. But when you look at the stats –
2: no, none of them nah, broke we, out. I mean, Xavier did, right. but none after of them, Xavier,
1: you know, yeah. alarm you. None of them, you know, go at You know, when you look at Xavier's stats, I think he had what about 800 yards, close to a thousand. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So pretty, pretty, pretty good. good year. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I would love to see who's going to step up at the wide receiver position because, to me personally, um, we can just go back. What team? has won a championship where their best receiver is probably, you know, our best receiver last year was probably Charlie Kolar. You could say Xavier as well, just depends. Um, But I would love to see more depth at receiver. You know, not only, not just throwing it to either Charlie or Xavier, now we got four, five guys that could, go off on any given day and i'm looking at guys like sean shaw joe skates especially i'm waiting on the joe i'm on the joe skates yeah trade and i really know. think he could be.
2: He, he, i've really always thought he's joe like
1: he's
2: a, he's like a consistent uh, he's like a good off season and a consistent practice schedule away from being yeah. good i really think Dude, he's he
1: is the he's, perfect best. i really think he's the guy that could take this thing to another level he's a deep threat obviously we saw flashes you know, against uh, Kansas. We saw flashes against uh, West Virginia, and he's a guy that, you know, and he's had chances in the game and just, you know, maybe missed opportunities here and there. Um, And I think he's a guy that I'm kind of looking at too, and I'm also looking at, you know, Tariq in the slot, you know, you know, maybe with Charlie on the opposite side, like there's a, with all the guys coming back, I'm looking to see basically who's going to be the guys that push the older guys, you know, even the young recruits, the the freshmen that come in, some transfer portal guys, like who's going to come in and push those guys and make it to the, because that's how teams win. That's how the teams like Oklahoma win the big 12 every year. That's how Alabama wins a natty every year. Clemson, You know, the backups may be just as good as, you know, the starters. They just don't have that experience or, you know, they might not have the mental side. So I'm looking to see who's going to be able to push these guys. And even Hunter Deckers, like I'm I'm thinking, you know, Hunter Deckers could push Brock and make Brock better to the point where now Brock is just playing lights out because, you know, he's got a dude over his shoulders that's really pushing him. And so I'm really intrigued this off season to hear about, who's pushing these guys, making them better. And ultimately that's how championships and dynasties are built because the backups are pushing the starters and the starters, you know, they're, they're working extra hard. Cause they're like, this dude could take my job. And, you know, I got a year, this is my last year, or, you know, this is my opportunity to get it. And, you know, that's how, you know, the backups come in ready and, you know, you never know going into the season you know this off season spring obviously spring ball and uh, going into the summer you just never know if there's injuries that happen every year in the off season so we I want to know who's going to be the guys that you know push push the uh you know the starters
2: yeah and i think
1: you can you're I'm really up. looking at the defensive tackle cornerback depth and i'm looking at um i'm looking at receiver
2: yeah and i i think you know especially with Tariq Milton, I think he's got a really, really good opportunity in the fall because, because mm-hmm. teams are going to be starting one. They're going to be kind of compressing a little bit because Brees Hall is there and they're going to be trying to stop him. And then you've got Xavier Hutchinson. who's going to command attention and obviously you got the tight ends. seems like a perfect time to start sneaking in Tariq Milne on whether it's on a bubble screen or just in the flat or just on slant routes, stuff like whatever it is, you know, Tariq is a really, really nice candidate to step up and be, be a, a high volume guy because he's, I mean, he's obviously, he's dangerous after the catch. Um, he can get himself open, even on deep routes. You know, he can do lots of different things. Um, and now he'll, you know, hopefully he stays healthy for 2021, but with as much attention as is going to be focused on Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler, Xavier Hutchinson, mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity there to get to get him mashed up on with a linebacker or something. Right. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Cole, do you got any, any thoughts on the roster heading into next season?
0: Yeah, I think next season is going to be – it's going to be a gut check for the team. Um, And I think it's a chance for them to show who they really are. Um, They obviously did a great job this year. Um, Now, in saying that, things were different. Um, You're playing games with no fans. Um, Some of the teams may have been down, a couple players, COVID. You know, there's, there's a lot of excuses to be said this year. As to why we were successful, and I think it's—I think coming back next year, it's something that the team has to—they got to look themselves in the mirror and say, "Who are we? Are we going to get a big head? Are we going to blow it, or are we going to put our head down, work hard, um, and come back better than we were this year, um, and just you know prove everybody wrong?" I guess. And
1: um, and that's exactly why. And that's exactly why just to piggyback on Cole, that's exactly why I think, you know, it's, it's, this is the, this is like the year that people are going to look and say, okay, is Iowa state for real? Mm -hmm. Are they a threat to Oklahoma? Are they a threat to, you know, the, the country, you know, because here's the things we didn't play Iowa. So there's still a question, are they even the best in the state? Because Iowa fans are saying, well, you guys haven't beaten us in pretty much six years with counting five, but counting this year as well. Um, you know, you guys aren't even the best in your state, so how can we respect you countrywide? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right, going into the first two games, that's why I think the first two games are huge, and I know Coach Campbell's saying this, we haven't played a great first game and probably since Campbell's here, maybe one year when we played you and I my last year. Um, But, you know, the year before that, we lost to you and I, you know, so this is the year where the whole country is going to be watching because now expectations are going to be, you know, from the media, you know, it's going to be Iowa state and Oklahoma again, it's going to be a rematch one, two. Um, And teams like Texas are going to be like, "Whoa, Whoa, wait a minute here. You know, we're, we're Texas, you know, with a new hire, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, kind of, you know, seeing where Texas is at and they're going to have a lot of motivation too. Cause like I said, we beat them at their place. It's different when we beat them, you know, at home, you know, but when you double back and beat them at their place, that's going to catch their attention. That's going to, you know, I'm pretty sure. The the new coaching staff there, they're going to have an issue with it. And even, you know, playing at Iowa State when we went three and nine, you know, going into that next season, we wanted respect. You know, obviously we wanted to make it to a bowl game, but we wanted respect. We wanted people to – we wanted those teams that were in the middle of the pack and even the teams at the top to feel us. And that's what I'm thinking, you know, teams are pushing that now. Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech, you know what I'm saying? Those type of teams that – that they're trying to make their mark and they're seeing that we're slowly climbing up and they're trying to snatch us back down. Teams like Iowa are trying to, you know, we haven't beaten them. So they're going to be wanting to see like the, the, basically they, they don't, I mean, the players at Iowa, I would say don't really respect Iowa state. No, they don't. And why would they? Because they've won five years in a row. Right. um, And with us not playing them this year, it's six years since we've had that trophy and we've beaten them. Mm-hmm. So going into this year, and and I know we're getting three weeks off before the offseason, but I really hope guys are getting into the lab now and attacking this offseason like it's you know the last supper, because this whole stretch, this this next year is gonna be huge for Coach Campbell, the staff, the whole football program. And it's gonna take us to another if we come if we come out and we attack and we double back and we get back to the Big 12 championship and end up winning it, this program could change just like that. Cause now, you know, we're starting to, I'm seeing on Twitter, we're starting to get guys that are that have, you know, the the teams like LSU and Alabama and Ohio State, and then they're sprinkling in Iowa State is in their top six the top eight. I saw a running back from Alabama have Iowa state in this top eight or something like that. And that happens with, you know, obviously guys like Brees Hall and David Montgomery, you know, being exceptional players and running the ball and winning games to the point where coaches would be like, this could be you next. And we're a school that we're still on the rise. You could be huge at Iowa state. You could be legendary here. And so um, it'll be it's going to be really really interesting to see how we approach this off season because you know I've said it before maybe this could be the off season but I really think this for Coach Campbell the staff the players everybody that's part of the program this could really be a special year especially with everybody coming a lot of people coming back like there's no excuses you know we can't come out and play around the first game we can't come out and lose to Iowa again. You know, Mm -hmm. because we've got guys coming back. We've never had, we've pretty much never had this um, as far as talented guys coming back. Yeah. And playing again. I mean, they know the system. So now it's just, now we've got to execute it and get it done. It's
2: a culture check. Yeah, this is a year to not lose to Iowa. Because, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is that you can come out if they lose to Iowa in the second week, immediately I – mean, it's oh, a
1: disaster.
2: They're going to free fall in the rankings mm-hmm. if they lose to Iowa in the second week because they'll be like, well, wow, this is you know, this team was only up here yeah, because they didn't It's going
1: to be basically, okay, Iowa State is going to be seven, eight wins again, you know.
2: And that's and, the thing is, is that if Iowa State only wins seven, eight games this year – if, if Iowa State only – eight games is one thing. That depends on context, but – if they come out and only win seven games this year, we'll obviously be disappointed. But the, the the greater damage will be done on the national scale because they'll be like, okay, well we mm-hmm. we only put them there because they that one COVID season, and they're exactly. not real. Yeah. They're not real. You yeah. will like Cole said, exactly. there's
1: so many excuses that's built up. Yeah, there's to there's every season. reason to
2: doubt the legitimacy of Iowa State being the number nine team in the country exactly. at the end of the season. So if and you go we're out, doubted it,
1: we're doubted even in our own state, yep. our own state of mm-hmm. Iowa. We're we're doubted. So. I'm expecting the country to be like, okay, well, they won nine games for the first time since who knows when in a pandemic year, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Like teams like Iowa State, teams like uh, Indiana, even maybe Cincinnati, like people don't think they're go- next year we're going to double back and we're going to, you know, maybe they do now because we got a lot of guys coming back. But people don't think that you know, we're going to come in and just run it back again and get back to the big 12 championship and challenge Oklahoma again, or whoever makes it. If if, even if we do so, but that's why I said those first two games are going to tell me what the, what the whole season is going to look like. Are we going to be seven, eight wins or are we going to be pushing, you know, like 10, 11, maybe even 12. Like you just don't know. Uh,
2: the thing is too, is there's kind of not there's not a lot of middle ground in that if Iowa State finishes third or fourth in the Big Twelve or something like that, we'll look back and like, well, I was state was just pretender that year or whatever. Now, it part of it will depend on who finishes first and second.
1: But you know one hit wonders.
2: It can it can either you know the people in the Big Twelve will still recognize that Iowa State's here. You you have to worry about Iowa State now. People in the Big Twelve, but if on the national stage there's pretty much two options that happened this season and almost no middle ground. Either you have a, an okay season and you lose anything in the in the national spotlight. You lose basically everything that you built up over the last year. Right. People no longer take you seriously or you have a good season. You make it to the big 12 title game. Maybe you win it. And then all of a sudden you have now reached a different echelon of credibility on the national stage. Cause you have done it twice, two years in a row and that's a different ballgame for I was that changes things that it's not just a, oh, you showed up in a weird year.
1: It's right. you showed up- even if you go, if you look at the schedule for next year. I mean, we're going to be favored in pretty much almost every game, maybe.
2: So the, you, you I mean, it's a toss you, up. You against, won't be favored at know, Oklahoma. How, yeah, at Oklahoma, you won't Texas's be. Texas's
1: roster looks, but we're at home and we bring back a lot of yeah, people. That'll, so it, I'm thinking that will totally depend on what Texas looks like. Exactly. So I don't really know who Texas is bringing back. But well, so we should be favored much, in every other game. We should be favored against Iowa. Yeah, we should be we'll favored my home against Oklahoma State. We, we have my be home. Favored against yep. Baylor and West Virginia and and Texas. So the only team I'm thinking we're not going to be favored in is at Oklahoma. Right. And they're probably going to be a top five team because they're bringing back a lot of people too. Oh, so, I think
2: there's a there that Oklahoma is a lot of people's dark horse for a for the yeah, national they, title they, next year.
1: They're 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 going to be they're gonna be thinking really good. national title. Oh, 100, percent they are bringing back a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is why,
2: depending on when Iowa State and Oklahoma play, if they play late in the season and both of them are like undefeated going into that game, that's going to be a
1: it'll be it'll be
2: could be a top five matchup, like total like Titanic. Play like totally
1: college game, seismic, ahead. seismic a
2: game in college football.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, you know what I'm saying? And not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're not. But, yeah, I
2: don't want to get too far ahead. But that's that's what's on the line, though, is 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 either falling completely out of legitimacy and nobody takes you seriously ever again or all of a sudden completely legitimizing yourself and be like, OK, this is not the Iowa State we grew up with. This is this is this is a different animal. This is something we have to think about on a yearly basis as being a Big 12 contender, as being a fringe playoff contender every year. This is how you legitimize that.
1: Yeah, and that's what
2: that's what's on the line.
1: This is this is this is the money offseason. This is the year, man. This is I might you know what I'm saying? I'm looking. At, I'm already looking at some games. I'm, I'm definitely coming to the Iowa game. Yep. Hopefully, praying that COVID doesn't ruin everything. It's not COVID. Is at least you know getting pushed behind us to where you know a lot of the a pretty much majority of the fans will get to be there. I'm I'm at the Iowa game. I'm at. I'm at the UNLV game. I'm not missing Vegas. Oh, I'm 100% going uh, to Vegas. And we, I, I, and, might, I might be there the whole and I, week. And
2: I will tell you right now, as wide, right, Natty Light, as the site, we will be having something in Vegas, uh, some sort of party.
1: Perfect. I'll 100%, be 100% chance.
2: if 100% If COVID, um, if COVID is, is, you know, largely past us and we, can ha- and we can have people there, 100%, we will be having an event in Vegas, period. Yeah.
1: Um, UNLV, whatever <laughs> – Texas games we have. I think we're at Baylor and tech. Yeah. We're at Baylor
2: and we're at tech. Yeah, We're yeah. at Baylor and tech. This is I'll our year. where We have, have five road games
1: tech. Maybe tech's kind of far. It's like seven hours, but uh, I'm trying to be at every game. I mean, this is the year if, but the, the first game and the second game is going to let me know everything. I need to know about this season. Everything.
2: I would agree, and I think there's an opportunity. You know, the first game was tricky because Matt Campbell's teams have typically started slow.
1: I hope that's an emphasis, and I and I. But we've never had a team that has. Like, it's worth noting that that has came back and we're talented. You know. Yeah. So um, i I I wanna <clears throat> I wanna have hope to where we come out and we dominate, but I also have that.
2: After Come what happened on. last season nice. and with with as many people coming back as there is and after what happened last season, I would be willing to bet that they will have they will have that game circle one because they know from two years ago, you do not mess with you and I. You do not and, mess around and, with you and I. And they also know well, we lost our opening game last year because we weren't ready to go. Right.
1: And I think another factor into that first game is we know that the, their quarterback's good, but we've also played against them. Yeah, so his tricky was, you know, we know, they're, we they're probably going to be rewatching that two years ago film. And, you know, we're going to have to f- try and figure out how to keep this man inside the, the
2: pocket. The guy just said to be Johnny Manziel. He just showed up. and was Johnny Manziel
1: right away. It's like, OK, I just remember that game. He was scrambling it was like and it was like 20 second plays. It was nuts.
2: Mm-hmm. It was awful. So there's there's a, there's plenty of reason to believe that they will not come out flat to start the year plenty of reason to believe that. Cause I think they know that now I think they know that they have something to prove. It's not just a coming into this season where it's like, well, let's see what we can do. And you know, there's a chance we can do this now. It's okay. There's a formula. We know that we can win a lot of games. This is, this is our proving year. And I think to me that that has to be like more, that has to be motivation going into that first week. I mean, there's no way it's not where you're looking at that what and saying
1: mean, just post up the Oklahoma <clears throat> score, please yep. just post the, the, the big to championship score like Ohio state. I think they showed it before the national championship. They showed like the Ohio state losing to Clemson score the whole year. Like that was right. On the screens everywhere. And I know coach Campbell does that same thing. Cause you know, he did that when we were there. So man, cause that's motivation. I mean, obviously we know how close we were to even winning this conference. They got a
2: taste of it too. They, I mean, they've, they've exactly. got, they've got a taste of it. They're like, okay.
1: You know, and I even saw Sean Foster. He took a picture of the stadium and the score, and was like, "Motivation 2021." Right. So that's the stuff that I want to see. You know, so even even when coach is giving you three weeks off, do we take the three weeks? You're doing something. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you gotta be doing something. I'm not saying go kill yourself, watch film, watch, just do something. Yep. And, so I'm geeked. I'm ready to go, yeah, no, man. I wish I was playing. It's fun to talk. There's
2: way too damn long before the, start of the season. <laughs> way too much time before, before the season starts. But
1: way too early. This is crazy. Like soon as the, the national championship game's over, people are posting their way, way too early top 25. I'm like, let it breathe. Yeah. Goodness. Someone posted
2: their way too early top 25, like before the championship game. I think it was Bradley Murphy. like
1: five different people have like five totally different opinions. I saw Georgia, number one, Alabama. I even saw, um, I saw Oklahoma pushing number one. I saw Ohio State. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, goodness, like 30, like I'm matter of fact, I saw Joel Klatt. Um, he posted like mid, like start of the fourth quarter. Like yep, way too early. Top twenty. Brett top Murphy 25.
2: posted his at like I'm one o'clock like, the afternoon, like before the like, game.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm looking like Iowa State's and everybody's top ten. I'm already getting nervous. Like oh my god, yeah. and then I see like Iowa's like twenty. I'm like oh god, they're gonna. I already know the agenda they're gonna push. Right, this is our state of uh-huh. number twenty, and they're top ten. They're supposed to be, quote unquote, little brothers and stuff. So I already know how that's gonna play out. <laughs> so that's I said I hope we are ready to go and we have nothing to not be mad about we haven't beaten them in five years six years you count last year
2: yeah it'll be fun however i know we i know we said week's
1: gonna be insane i'm glad i'm in texas the whole you might not need to leave levi's like do not leave don't go to work (laughs) i mean don't wear iowa state stuff because you're gonna get harassed and it and Just wait until the end of the game. (laughs) Prayers that we win. Thank God it's in Ames and not in Kinnick. Because if it was in Kinnick, Mm -hmm. I'd mark it as a loss, to be honest. Just because I already know. To be fair, the last time
2: we won, it was in Kinnick. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: And the person that won, of course, is in this podcast.
1: (laughs) Was Obama the
2: president? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. That was (laughs) so long ago.
1: Obama was the president. So... It was a long Bob. time ago, oh, hot minute. Wow! I but wish I was there. I would have I did some very bad things,
2: done some ignorant things. Oh,
1: I had it. I won't go there. I won't even go into it. I would have <laughs> done bad things. Had he he kicked that field goal, I might have been streaking down. There. <laughs> I know. I know I'm know. i running straight to the student section for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. You got to go talk smack to the like students. Iowa sure. student
1: section, I'm running straight there. Helmet off. I want them to see my face, too. Yeah. Oh, you think that's what I'm doing? Uh, well. Put, put four fingers <laughs> down, buddy. I guess which one's still up.
2: Yeah, yeah I figured. And I hope much. they
1: take pictures, too. That's going to be my IG caption.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're gonna keep up with it. It's it's gonna be crazy, but I know we promised we were gonna talk about basketball, but I don't want to. And March has got to go, so we're gonna we're gonna end this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna end the episode for this week. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of Down the Pipe in Nighty Light. We'll be back again next week. Hope everybody have a great weekend. Go Cyclones.